0: Hi, Uh, welcome to Spotter Podcast, this is Sajal and uh, I'm delighted to have you. Spotter is a conversation on all things digital and today we are going to cover another topic. But before I start, I just wanted to get a few things out, well first, thank you for the overwhelming response i think a couple of weeks back it was quite humbling to see that uh, the podcast with only four episodes made it to the top 150 podcasts in uh, a few markets in fact in india it was in the top 150 which is uh, quite humbling and thrilling so thank you for that Uh, if you like the podcast please go ahead and subscribe it on your favorite podcast platform it's available across platforms so i've just made sure you find it everywhere you can possibly find it and do share it because if you subscribe the more you subscribe the more people listen to it and the more these ideas sort of go around and get bounced some time ago I was working on a problem with a company outside of my work The place I went to visit was a small place, a startup uh, squeezed into a cold Nordic winter day in December. I walked in and uh, I saw a tall Nordic gentleman who happened to run a startup. He was visibly inspired by the hipster movement, so it was easy to guess how the employees would appear or so I imagined he then invited a small but very smart team of product managers customer success managers and a co-founder into the room the topic was discovering business models or or different ways of creating propositions away from your core business how do you go about discovering that needless to say sipping coffee out of the cup became very difficult for me because it was very intimidating after all Compared to any seasoned startup founder, I would on any practical scale measure as a risk-averse guy who lives safely under the umbrella of a large corporation and isn't too much worried about cash flows or the medium-to-long-term future. Naturally, I thought, why would they want to listen to me? So I decided to stick to a system I had recently been working on and present that to them as opposed to trying to act as a sector expert. Surprisingly, in the two-hour discussion that followed, I learned a lot about the company and was able to offer a couple of good ideas that they decided eventually to test. And that's the subject of my podcast today. Discovering models of business away from the core of the business. How can we go about doing that? So what is this approach? Now there are a few parts to it. Let's go one by one and summarize what these parts are. And then we look at an example to illustrate uh, the whole framework or approach. First we identify a problem that we deal with today. So that's the first part. The second is to distill the problem down and find the most fundamental behavior that drives that problem. Third, think about those businesses where the same fundamental behavior that erodes value in the, through the problem creates value in those businesses. So finding those businesses, fourth, merge that eroding behavior with these businesses and try to figure out the art of possible. Then build a value proposition around it and finally try to build a business model hypothesis. So that's the overall approach. Now let's take an example and see where we can go with this. So let's now take an example to illustrate the approach. Let's start with step one, identifying a problem first. So let's take a very simple one. Let's say that, you know, it's about returns of parcels. So customers order stuff online and they don't like it for some reason and they decide to return it. Now, obviously returning a parcel is a cost either for the e-commerce company or for the third party logistics. And that cost sharing basically depends on the 3PL company and the e-commerce company's contract usually depends by the volume that they handle among each other and a host of other variables but let's just say that that's the problem we want to today look at now next let's identify how we are dealing with that issue today so that's the second step of the approach so let's take an example of Europe so most customers here uh, drop their returns at a service point or a delivery box and these days even uh, to a digital kiosk where they simply key in a few things authenticate themselves and out opens a box in which you place the parcel and that's it you just go back home now different countries and different markets have different approaches to it but let's just assume that this is our fundamental approach let's go to the next step uh, the third step is distilling the problem down to the most Elementary or fundamental behavior. So let's try to figure out what is the most fundamental behavior that drives these returns Now obviously if the customer has to drop a return at a service point or a delivery box It's at some physical distance That means that the customer has to visit that box Which means that the customer has to visit something So let's assume that customer visiting something is a very fundamental or elementary behavior core to solving that problem. Or in other words, something that drives that problem behavior. Now, granted, there could be many other elementary behaviors and I would invite you to think over it and make a list of all these elementary behaviors. Let's call these erosion behaviors. Right, so customer visiting something. Let's move to the next step. The next step is thinking about a business where the same erosion behavior we just stripped away from the problem actually goes on to create value for that business. So customer visiting something is of immense value to say a mall. Obviously, the more people who decide to visit a mall, the better it is for the mall operators, the shops and so on. Identifying some more businesses where the same erosion behavior creates value is a good idea. Obviously because just identifying one business is almost akin to putting all your eggs in the same value proposition basket. So after you make a list of all these businesses where, quote, customer visiting something creates value, let's call this list, a list of target businesses. So at this point, you should have two lists, a set of behaviors that erode value uh, from the problem, which is returns of the parcels and a set of businesses where each of these behaviors create value. Let's move to the next step. How about we merge these eroding behaviors with these businesses we've identified so what do you get so in e-commerce returns and visiting a mall in both cases the customer is visiting something right so that's the behavior that ties together the e-commerce returns and visiting a mall now This is the most important condition for finding an adjacent market worth experimenting with. You have to tie your problem and a target business to a behavior. That's what we just did. Now, what if I put a parcel delivery box in a mall? Now, obviously, that's not rocket science, but it illustrates the point of the framework. You know, both going to a parcel delivery box and to a mall is driven by the same behavior so when you place a parcel delivery box into the mall you are helping the mall generate more footfalls now obviously there could be an argument that you don't have so many parcels and so to a mall it might not make a lot of sense uh, uh, to have a delivery box there and that's that's a good point but. That's just the value proposition part, right? So we haven't come to the business model part. So let's go to our final step, which is thinking about some sort of value creation through a business model. Now, say that you direct all returns to a clothing or a grocery shop in a mall by placing the delivery box in that shop. Let's say it's co-branded between the 3PL provider and the mall or or the shop. Now, each time a customer walks in, that's a footfall for the store. So you charge a store a cut on the store side. I would love if potential new customers could walk to me in return for paying the delivery box provider, a very fraction of my marketing cost. That means that you, the e-commerce provider or the third party logistics provider now get to offset your return cost by helping the store save on its marketing costs now needless to say as i said before this hypothesis requires a lot of testing and maybe it can lead to a better revised hypothesis additionally many other hypotheses can be also imagined and you can come up with those as well You could also build a proposition that customers, for example, plan their returns for when they want to shop. So how do you drive that behavior where returns actually line up with when a customer actually decides to go to a mall, right? So that there is no need to go to a mall when the customer has no plans, right? So that could be another value proposition. So like I said, you know, the hypothesis could be many, but they need testing. My idea is to only illustrate it to you. So what we did with this example was looking at a problem called returns of the parcels, identifying a eroding behavior, which is customer visiting something, finding a business where this eroding behavior creates value, which is a mall, trying to come up with a value proposition. In my case. Putting a delivery box next to a mall or a shop, building a business model around it. How can the returns actually drive marketing costs down? Because now the store doesn't have to pay any of the marketing costs to attract customers. And so in a way it's a, it's a happy marriage between the delivery box provider and, and the shop and then test this hypothesis. So that's the simple framework to discover new adjacent ideas which are a bit core to the business but still remain a bit away from the core. Now, I want to put a point about the situation we are in today. You know, I'm horrified and dismayed by some of the responses to COVID-19 around the world. While nations around the world struggle to create a coordinated response, which may have resulted in lost lives, I felt that it couldn't be a better time to share an approach like the one that I illustrated, in the hope that someone somewhere in this world might use it and you know, just come up with new ideas. Secondly, I also feel that innovation transcends borders and can bring communities together to co-creatively solve problems, big or small. And finally, I hope that some readers improve upon the approach and lift up their communities using innovation. If you like this idea and if you like this podcast, go to my Forbes article uh, which is titled A Distraction in Times of Crisis How to Discover New Ideas While Sitting at Home This was published on April the 13th on Forbes and I invite you to read it uh, If you, I have tried to describe the whole approach there as well